Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. And Raja Bell. Saw the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. All right, it's off the bench with Danny Cannell and Raja Bell. Uh, Raja, there was a story in GQ that really uh, caught my eye, and it was about Josh Gordon, the wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, who had a very tumultuous career so far. He's been suspended by the league. He's had his issues off the field, failed drug uh, tests repeatedly, and finally Roger Goodell in the NFL said enough. Then he gets reinstated, gets put back. It's been a mess for him. But he did this expose with GQ, and they talked to him, and it was really – he basically laid it all out there. And it seems like he's getting his life in order, which is a great thing. You hope he does because he's got so much talent. But he talked about either being drunk or high or both and playing in games. He said he would take shots of Grand Marnier because it was smoother, would go down easier. Uh, he said he would smoke <laughs> weed depending on how his drug test timing right, was right. there. So. It came. It was a shocker to me because I never saw dudes do this. It would have been shocking if I would have seen an NFL guy do this. From an NBA guy, are you that shocked that an athlete would do this before a game? I am shocked that a football player could get away with being drunk before a game. It doesn't strike me as the type of game that that uh, it's not a very fluid game, right? Football is a lot of contact and quick spurts. Basketball. Um, Look, I didn't know anybody that was drinking in the locker room or, or, or smoking before the game, but you, but you knew some guys had a propensity to smoke a little bit, and you can obviously smell a little bit of liquor on people at times. More now, but is this from the night before? No. <laughs> you, I, you know, I don't know. There have been documented uh, cases in the NBA of guys who come out and tell you that they have substance abuse issues, right? And so in retrospect, you realize it wasn't from the night before. This could have been from, from earlier in the day. I'll say this about, like, smoking. Mm-hmm. When, when I played in, in college um, – I used to really enjoy going to a rec league or open gym at like 11 o'clock at Boston University in the armory, um, having smoked a little bit because it brought out my creative juices on a basketball court. It's a more free-flowing, creative game. And so I could see where basketball players may enjoy the creativity of hooping with a little bit of a, you know, with a little bit of a uh, high going on. <laughs> right. No, but I don't see football as being that kind of sport. Well, see, here's the thing. And if it's uh, at all matter, like it wouldn't surprise me if guys said they took a shot. Like if right. they took a shot of vodka, a shot of something just to take the edge off. But I think where it becomes more shocking is where if a guy was inebriated or right. if he was where you start where you can't walk a straight line. And I think there's a very fine line. Some guys can handle their liquor a little bit better than others. Clearly. Maybe that's two or three shots. Um, but it would, like, for me, playing in the NFL, I think you'd want something more like Coke or Speed or Some, something that yeah. makes you go faster, that makes you a little bit crazier because you have to be a little bit crazy to play football, to, to put on the pads and go out there and stream down the field or go across the middle if you're Josh Gordon. Right. That's the thing that was shocking to me. Like, if you have a guy that's out there all relaxed, like, that's not what you want. <laughs> if a guy's like, high and just Jill, you know, he's not going to be effective. Right. I got to wonder, like, if you're if you're Josh Gordon, like, I think it's kind of cool that he's at a place now where he can talk about some of this stuff because, you know, I haven't been in a 10-step program, but I, obviously they say the first step to, a, to, to you know, solving one of your problems is admitting that you have that problem. And so I think he's kind of bearing his soul right now, which I think is kind of cool because I'd like to see him get another chance, which takes me to the next point. Is what kind of transcendental talent do you have to be to be able to be out there drunk 
on a football field and still be one of the best receivers in the NFL. I mean, that's not an excuse for it, but damn, how good do you have oh, to be? Oh, he's a freak. 6'3", you know, 220, can fly. And that's the thing that's been so – like when I see guys with this much talent that piss it all away, it really – like it's – you feel bad for him to the extent. Then you get angry. Like how can you do this? Yeah. I think he has a problem. Like, I think he's very clear. And I've said this throughout the last few years when you – because – a lot of times, whenever every time a player gets uh, tested for weed and he tests positive, there's a movement now because the country wants to see weed legalized. And they'll say, oh, well, this is why we shouldn't test players for marijuana. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. What about a player who's addicted to marijuana? Because it's like it's it's still a drug. Sure. It's still a, a, a device it's where a people can rely on yeah. too much. This is a player to me that had a problem, a very serious problem, because there were other issues. He had a DUI as well. And once you're in the program, like if they're, I get you wanting to smoke, but once you're in the program, there are millions and millions of dollars at stake. If you can't say no and just lay off the weed for a little bit, that to me says you have a greater problem. That was my biggest concern for Josh Corden. It appears to be that he could be heading in the right direction. Yeah, I, I hope he is. And and you're right. It's a, it's a substance abuse issue. Like it's not, it, it is, it is, it's a sickness. Like, I mean, I'm not a, a, a mental health expert right. in this field by any means, but you know, I, in the NBA, when I first came into the league, you had one drug test. You had one drug test, and it was in training camp, and every everybody knew when it was coming. And so you could essentially smoke for 10 months out of the year. And then just leading up to that, just don't smoke for the month. Just make sure you got a month so you're clear. You don't have to do any of the golden seal, any of the right. uh, ever whatever, whatever it was. Right. You don't have to do it. And there were guys, inevitably – that would be right down to the piss day and looking for people, younger players in the organization to take the P test for him. And I could never understand how you couldn't. Did that give it work up. in the NBA? Guys could take it for you? Yeah, but now, bro, like, listen, that takes me to a whole nother point. Like, I had a drug test right before I like, got out of the league. It was in Milwaukee. They pulled me out of practice, which I had a beef with because we were getting ready for the Bucks. Yep. Now, once they pull you out, you can't leave until you, you go. You go. Right. So now I got to I can't go. So I got to drink water, drink water, drink water. When it's time for me to pee, it's me and, and the guy. Look, I get everybody's got to make a living. Right. But that ain't one. I know <laughs> this make. guy. Yeah. So he stands me up in the bathroom about 15 feet away from me. Right. Uh-huh. I have to turn around and face him. I have to pull my pants down to my knees <laughs> while he is 15 feet away from me watching. And I've got to pee into this cup. Like you talk about. Like having to have a, uh, a oh, to go badly, yeah. Like that's the only way I no. could go. I'm like, so I, you had 15 feet. Our dude in the NFL, the last team I was on with the Broncos, only gave about three or four Jesus. feet. Like he was right over your like shoulder, on your, on your neck. same deal. Had to pull your shirt up, your pants down, and you had to go. And I had stage fright. Like I could have to go, and I'd have to go really bad. And then as soon as the guy looks at me, I'm like, just like he doesn't go. I'm like, like this sorry, is too but, weird. Right. It's such an awkward phenomenon. So that's good. So that's that's the life you, I was dealing with the entire career. You only had to deal with it later. Yeah, we, and then we, and then you couldn't go back to practice until you go until you went, or it was a failed test. It's a failed test. So even if you're like this is shoot around, and they like they pick you on on the road in, on shoot around. So your team would leave the arena. Everyone wants to go back and get their nap. They're done with their business. And if you can't pee, you're literally stuck at the arena messing around with the piss test guy for the next hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Well, hopefully Josh Gordon gets the help he needs. I'd love to see him get an opportunity in the NFL and be a great redemption story. Like I love to see him come back and help other young men who have dealt with similar problems that he has all right head over to itunes check us out download and subscribe to off the bench with canel and bell leave us a five-star review tell us what stories you want to hear from us our ups our downs our best games our worst ones whatever you want to hear from me and raja leave it in the comment section also give us a follow on twitter at canel and bell